Moncrief on News Talk. Now, recently, a number of TDs have appeared in the doll uh, wearing kafias or a Palestinian scarf. Obviously, they're making a point by doing that. And it's not the first time this kind of thing has happened during the abortion referendum campaign, for instance. A group wore repeal T-shirts. But apart from this, dress styles in our national parliament have perhaps become a bit more relaxed, from Mick Wallace's pink polo shirts to when the late Tony Gregory scandalised the country by turning up without a tie. So why isn't there a dress code? Or is there a need for one? Political correspondent with Virgin Media News, Gavin Riley, is here to tell us what's going on. Gavin, good afternoon. Afternoon, John. Every now and again, you do see a story where, the, you know, the, this somebody's turned up wearing something deemed to be inappropriate and then they're considering a dress code, but it never seems to happen. Yeah, and it's one of those situations where, technically speaking, you might argue that there is, in fact, a dress code, but that it's merely become unenforceable. Like you mentioned the scandal that there was back in the early 1980s when Tony Gregory showed up and dared to go into the Dole Chamber, the holiest of holies, without wearing a necktie. And at the time, the country was scandalised and there was people in Enster House saying he shouldn't be allowed in there because he's not observing the same level of decorum as the rest of us. But you, you could argue that, in fact, for some other people around Enster House, including the journalists, and I might get to that in a second, that there is, in fact, a dress code but that it would be almost impossible to enforce it because if there was a situation where, for example, you did expect a TD to wear a tie, if you expected them to show up in full business dress, um, there'd be a question as to who has the authority to stop an elected member of the door showing up, whether it's Mick Wallace in a lovely pink polo shirt or a Torino football jersey or somebody else just showing up to work and not wearing a necktie. Who has the authority to keep them out? So, so you might argue that there, in fact, is kind of possibly a dress code, at least in principle, but in practice it becomes impossible to actually have one there. Yeah, so but, but if so, it wouldn't be the Count Corolla wouldn't have the, the power to do that? No, but then, uh, there, there are circumstances where the Count Corolla does have the, the power to uh, instruct people to put down things because you're not allowed to bring in kind of other um, external outside displays. So say, say, for example, if you wanted to bring in a photograph and say, you know, th- this is the state of a particular town because the government has allowed it to go to rot, you're not allowed to bring in physical props like that. And you could argue that uh, in certain circumstances circumstances, items of clothing could be considered as as physical props. In fact, Mm. there was a rule until recent years that you weren't allowed to wear other little lapel pins or other little emblemology that might be considered politically motivated. For a long time, members of Sinn Féin were basically looked down upon for wearing their Easter lily on their lapels because it was considered to basically be something of a political banner. And and in the same manner as you're not allowed to go in there and wear a political rosette for somebody coming up to an election or a by-election because you'd basically be exploiting the national parliament as a kind of a political uh, bandstand. And it, the same idea could apply that you might not be allowed under those principles to go in wearing a Palestinian kafia. But I suppose that then it becomes one of those questions of how long is a piece of string and is it acceptable in other days, but then in other times where it's not so politically charged, um, might it be a little bit more uh, a little, or a little less frowned upon? So mm. it's, it's a very difficult thing to get their grasp on. And I think what the authorities in Leinster House have ultimately realised is you might as well allow a free-for-all because if you try to stop some things, then you have to try and figure out where the line is. Yeah. So and when Breed Smith brought in abortion pills that time. If she'd worn a T-shirt with that showed abortion pills, there would have been no issue with that. Yeah, well, there have been circumstances before when, when people have gone in wearing the repeal shirt that sometimes what you have if you're watching proceedings in the Dole Chamber is that uh, sometimes the camera will cut to the wide view to try and uh, basically dilute the, the gesture that there is of you wearing that political item. Like, well, for example, when Breed Smith brought in those abortion pills in the context of a debate around whether abortion access should be more freely available or not, um, the camera, whoever was operating the, the Dole cameras, basically switched to a wide view so that it wasn't obvious what exactly she was doing. 
doing. And, and occasionally you do have that. If somebody comes in with a photograph of a place or they come in wielding a newspaper front page and they want to use that to make a political point, whoever is operating the cameras for the Dole's TV feed will cut to a wide shot because, strictly speaking, that person is breaking the rules. And although it's very difficult to enforce those rules, at least the breach is somewhat diluted because the power of the gesture uh, is, is diluted by you cutting to a wide shot. And, and I seem to remember that in the few instances coming up to the referendum where some TDs went in wearing those repeal sweatshirts, that, that the doll did in fact switch to a wide shot or to some kind of side camera so that it wasn't f- uh, fully visible, the kind of mm. slogan that they were broadcasting. Now, as you uh, you alluded to this yourself, uh, slightly, Gavin, you're, you're, you're uh, chair of the press gallery uh, in the mm-hmm. doll. So I, do, every morning, do you go in and kind of straighten people's ties and make sure their hair's combed? Yeah, I basically do do my full 1950s grammar school <laughs> principal act to make sure that everyone is fully turned out. Uh, but it, it is one of those circumstances, though, where there, there is a dress code for us, even if there isn't a dress code or at least one that can be applied uh, for the members. And sometimes it does kind of feel quite odd because you have uh, people who are going on to the, the Dole's physical press gallery just overlooking where the TD sit. And we're required to be in full business dress. We have to wear a necktie. We have to wear a suit and jacket if you're a man. There's a total ban on denim. There's a total ban on runners. And um, we have had situations before, particularly when Mick Wallace and Luke Ben Flanagan were still TDs, where they were there in their corner of the Dole Chamber, Mick in a soccer jersey, uh, Ming, I think, in an Oscar the Grouch t-shirt. And there was one foreign journalist who had come over to try and cover the, the effects of austerity and to they do a, a feature piece about how Ireland was recovering from the financial crash. And they'd gone in to witness proceedings in the Dole for a day, and no sooner had they sat down than one of the ushers tapped them on the shoulder and came, brought them back outside again because this journalist, albeit they very well turned out, tailored suits, hard neck collar, uh, shirt and all the likes, they weren't wearing a tie. That's extraordinary. So for that very reason now, we actually have a, a coat stand outside the doll chamber with a couple of spare neckties hanging on it and a, and a very large suit jacket and the off chance that somebody needs to run in but they're not suitably attired before they go in. That's uh, fascinating stuff, Gavin. Thanks, William, for talking to us today. Gavin Riley, their political correspondent for Virgin Media News. So if you do visit the Oireachtas in the near future, the scruffy people will be the politicians. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.